BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Hey, what's good? It's Penn, your host, back again. This month, we're revisiting some of our favorite episodes from Right Now, it's collection of miniseries. Back in 2021, we did a whole series on Bay Area filmmakers. That's when I got the chance to chop it up with Alba Roland Mejia and John Warfield Harrison, the duo behind the award-winning films My Own Mecca and Blackness is Everything. Since then, the two have been busy with multiple projects, including the recent release of a music video they shot and produced. It's for a song called Hands and Knees by Berkeley's Rex Life Raj. Before these two blow up any further, let's take it back to the combo that we had a few years ago. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. What was the first piece that you two collaborated on? We did My Own Mecca together, end of 2019. How would you describe that film? I I would say describing our reality in Mm. the Bay Area, showing a perspective that's not really seen in cinema, but often spoken about in hip-hop. Basically, it's a day in the life of a young Black man in the Bay Area how he understands who he is in his reality. Sometimes this power is direct. And sometimes it is insidious. License and registration. Officer, I just look License and registration. Slowly keep your hands on the wheel. It's about the microaggressions that we don't really talk about too much. It's about the issues that we have within our household or without our within our friendships and being in situations in which we're supposed to feel safe and we don't. I could feel the intensity of the moment, 
while at the same time, small tensions, you know, a conversation with a longtime friend, taking photos where you're not supposed to. What you doing, bro? My bad, bro. I'm just trying to get a shot real quick, man. True, bro. But how do you make those moments so big and intense and like I'm nervous and squeamish watching them? Like, how, how did you do that? I would say in my own Mecca, where we were able to um, show it the most was in the car scene where our main character is in a discussion with his one of his best friends. Hey, I went to ask you, you still staying at that brother Nessa house? <laughs> First off, bro, yeah. that's the mother of my child. But yeah, I'm still staying at her house, you feel me? Trying to move us out, trying to find a spot to go, but you know how that shit go. Yeah, nigga, I know that's your baby mama and you love her and all this shit, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through their discussion, they they have this tendency to battle for dominance. And there's these s subtle digs that, that they do with each other in, in order to determine who is in control of the conversation. Even though they're both friends and they both genuinely love each other, it's something that John actually brought to the script. John, how did you bring it to the script? Um, well, I kind of just think about it if you're in like a, just talking to somebody or in a tense situation, it's hard to maintain that eye contact because you feel that intensity. And I feel like through the film, we are able to really capture those moments of the glare that they have towards each other. But through the editing, we're able to like let it sit there for a few seconds and you really like absorb that intensity. I hadn't even, now I need to watch it again and see how much of my reaction was based upon facial expressions, you know, versus preconceived notions of what's gonna happen next. John, why did you feel pulled to shoot on film? Just the fact that celluloid is like a physical thing you can hold in your hand. And also meaning when it's in the camera, it's physically capturing that light onto it. So it was like truly there in that moment with you. And it's never gonna be the same. So it's almost like a living organism with you, like capturing this story and like ingraining it physically in this earth. Through the years, it's been getting like better and better for like darker skin tones as well. So like really like highlighting onto all of that and like shooting on film, preserving it all. Like could go on for hours about it. <laughs> he said it was like a, a living organism because like I hadn't experienced it before. And um, something I didn't understand beforehand is when you go that close or the camera's actually on and rolling, you can hear it breathing as if it was like a heartbeat right next to your face. And that was so wild and bizarre to me, but um, it made me really appreciate the camera a lot more than I did before. I got way too many photos on my camera phone. Like I've been shooting digital since forever. With film, you have to be very exact. Like, do you hold your breath and be like, no, wait, we only have so much film. Like, how do you navigate that? Well, the beautiful thing with color film, at least, you have so much latitude. Like, you can overexpose it by five stops and still save that image, and it'll still look beautiful. It won't feel like mechanic. When we have to like send it out to the lab, I'm all, I'm always just like, I hope it came out. <laughs> yeah. A lot of writing on that. A lot of people. A lot of money. Yeah, it's gonna be perfect. Fingers crossed and everything. Alba, she's like, it's gonna be good, right? I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be perfect. I'm going to pray to the film gods tonight, though. <laughs> John, you you and Alba went to school together, but didn't know each other at the time at San Francisco State, correct? Correct. Uh, but it was her work that um, intrigued you. What was it about her work? What piece was it that you saw of hers that intrigued you? In my head, I just see a black man without a shirt on, long dreads, 
walking out of the darkness towards the camera. It may have been a photo, but it was like that powerful that it jumped off the page. And I just remember like so striking, but it's just a male body, just a person. And like that really stood out to me. And a friend told me that that person was reachable. So I was like, oh, I'd love to like talk to them, get to know them, see who they are. And I remember I met Alba and we're just chopping it up and she like puts it on and I'm just like, just speechless staring at it the whole time. Like it was a beautiful piece. That was Code Switch. So Code Switch is a short film experimental piece with no dialogue, one character. And basically I'm just going through the motions of him during a code switch and, and how it affects him mentally and emotionally. It's kind of sci-fi-ish though. Loki. He's going through it. He's got something coming out of his back. It's like an open chasm or something in his skin. And he's just getting dressed in the morning. And again, with that intensity, you know, I'm like, it could have easily just been like a guy getting dressed in the morning, but no, he was like going through a straight metamorphosis. How do you bring extended metaphor into your work? It was my deep dive into, into understanding what this is for a black male about somebody that's very close to me. Um, and it's about me seeing him go through the motions that he was going through and, and trying to understand that with him without him telling me. And that's why I introduced that gore. There's a little bit of gore in there and a little bit of blood and um, a little bit of uncertainty and fear. How does it feel to have a tag team partner as a director and a cinema photographer? Like, do you feel like you're wide receiver and quarterback? Are you coach and offensive coordinator? I wouldn't even say it's like a quarterback and a receiver. I would say it's like a tag team wrestling match. And we both got a common goal and, and we take turns and we know each other's strengths. So we know when it's that person's turn to hop in and take charge. For example, uh, this most recent project that we're, that we're working on, Blackness is Everything. A freedom song and a hyphy haiku. The gay area turf talk ghetto gospel classic. Ooh. There is something that I kind of just threw at them like, oh, I want to shoot slow motion on film in black and white. And um, what I didn't know that, of course, he did the research to make sure that he knew before coming to set was like how many stops it, the, the lighting needs to be to be in slow motion and in black and white, because it all these things matter. All these little details matter. Something that I didn't realize, I just know what I wanted it to feel like. And John knows how to make it happen. And yeah, I feel like that works really well because Alba knows exactly what she wanted, wants it to feel like. So we could go in there with a plan. And I could like take all that and like articulate it through the camera. The jazz fertilizing the taste of my fruit. OG stands for organic with the juice. All of me is all of you. Your approach to filmmaking in the Bay Area, there, there seems to be something that you're really attracted to, John. What is it about being behind the lens in the Bay Area that inspires you? I was born and raised here and like, I love the culture. I love the people, love the community so much, like all of that. The last decade I feel like was really great with like Fruitvale Station, Last Black Man, Blind Spotting, and like some other movies like Kicks. But like, I feel like we could have so much more. 
trying to do whatever I can to like help inspire and motivate like the youth and even people my age or older to like pick up a camera, like tell their stories, to show you don't need like Hollywood money to be able to make a movie. Like you could do it with your phone, like anything like that to like inspire others. Like that's what really like motivates me. Was there a moment that stands out to you as like that just extremely fun, chaotic thing that happened on either of the sets that you've worked on together? Our first day of shooting My Omeka, we had about 30 folks and we're in West Oakland. It's, it's a big group of people. So naturally the whole community, one by one would come out to us, stop the whole production, ask what we're doing, introduce themselves, tell us about their life. I love that. Um, it did stop production quite a bit, but I loved how interested and open and receptive they were to us. Maybe we should turn back to ourselves, to our own primordial streets, to our own ruggedness, to our own root hair. Maybe we should turn back to Mecca, my only Mecca. But some of those people who came up, they ended up staying in the background of the film. And I remember I was just like, sitting back there, hands on my hips, watching everything. And it was just beautiful to see like a collaboration between like 25 different humans and then all this background people of people we didn't even really know just coming together to make like a movie in Oakland. Hey, here's the teamwork to the, to the idea that people can come together, communicate, be in community and create art and benefit the community gotta take my hat off to that. Thank you to Alberola Mejia and John Warfield Harrison. Best of luck. You've got bright futures ahead of y'all, man. You out there listening right now can follow Alba on Instagram at albogold. That's spelled A-L-B-O-G-O-L-D. And you can find John on the gram under John Harrison SB. Let the credits roll on this episode. The producer, Marisol Medina Cadena, the original editors for this episode were Jessica Plachik and Susie Racho, with updates from Chris Hamburg. Our engineer is Seal Mother. Rice Stottenborough is our engagement intern. Cesar Saldana and Rhea Garewal are the engagement leads. Ethan Tobin Lindsay, Jin Chin, Holly Kernan are the KQED execs. And me, I'm the host. I'm Pendarvis Harshaw. Thanks for listening. More to come next week. Peace. Right Nowish is a KQED production. Funding for Right Nowish comes from Akhenati Foundation, supporting the development of powerful social change movements to eliminate structural racism. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.